Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to The Review Show, the show where me, Tom and Ross get to talk about how boss Liverpool are, because that's what it's been recently, and loads of goals, that's what Liverpool do, they score loads of goals, so we get to talk about that as well. As mentioned, I'm joined by Tom and Ross for this. Uh, thanks to everyone who's watching right now, commenting in the comments box, we will be in there shortly, but we've got to start with, with the one man that is just absolutely on fire at the moment, Tom, and it's that guy, Mo Salah, isn't he? He's just unbelievable. Like... We used to rely on Coutinho to just score early from outside the box. Now we have two people, maybe even three, maybe even four. You know what I mean? That's the, it's amazing. That goal that he scores, the first one, is just to even to, to to just get out your feet and bend it like that. It was such a good goal. Yeah, and and Ross, it's it's his all round game though, isn't it? I mean, obviously he's getting the goals. He's broken the record. I think. I've lost count of how many times people have told me that he's broken Robbie Fowler's record of, of eight in 12. He's got nine in 12, so just to add to that mm. stat, um, amazing, amazing. Yeah. For, for someone who can't finish as well, <laughs> they're both decent goals, but supposedly can't finish. Um, but I think I said he's, he's all round game of people are seeing him as a, as a real threat, which sometimes is a bit of a decoy because once people are after him, he puts up two people on him. Yeah. But then he's going to, like you said, Mark Mane or Coutinho or Firmino or. Just gives us an extra option, even with with them people. There's always always a threat. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about is for me now. Again, he's getting plaudits for his performance. Yeah. He's not scoring the goals that you want from a centre forward. But when you've got a winger who's on for scoring seventy nine goals this season, exactly. do you really need it? He's creating the chances for other people, and he's creating chances for himself. To be fair, I, th- I think he had two where they just went wide, literally just wide, and. He's the perfect striker for what we play. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't score that many goals. He doesn't score enough goals. Fair enough. But for the link-up, for the the work rate, just the, the the way he puts himself around the pitch, every ball that goes to him, he challenges for. No matter what, even if he's got like a 20% chance of getting it, he will go for it. And his intervention leads to the first goal. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. He wins the ball back. I think it goes to, is it Clavin and then Wijnaldum and, and then on to, on to Mo Salah and stuff. Yeah. But, um, what is it you particularly like about Firmino's performance? It's just, uh, Tom said his, his, his ethic and his, his work rate that he, that he puts in. Is, you know, I don't think you'll see Harry Kane or the likes of Lukaku doing, doing what he does. You know what I mean? I, just, I think there's times where he, he hasn't got the stats to match everyone else, but often he's, he's the assist to the assist, yeah. which... 
kind of makes him worth his while putting him in, in, in that team. He's, he's a spearhead of, of the press and everyone follows suit after him. Um, and like you said, the amount, of people, the amount of times he goes for a challenge which has either no right to go and get or you think more people would believe it. Yeah. And he wins it. He did it four or five times, I can remember, just at the weekend. Yeah. And he just knocks it onto someone else, a man or a seller, to, to bomb forward. I, it's I, I amazing, and, and, and the link up play. I mean, you know, for me, one of my favourite players for Liverpool is obviously Sadio Mane and stuff. Mm. And he's taking a back seat at the moment to Mo Salah because that front three, and it's very much. I, I would even consider I consider Mo Salah the second striker at this point because yeah. he might start out wide, mm. but he always ends up central in front of the goal. That's where the second one comes from. And you're looking at it, you're thinking there's such clever runs. And like I was reading um, a Paul Tompkins article. If you're not on to Paul Tompkins, it's a subscription website for articles. I think it's the best football written content yeah, around. Yeah, like, and Paul Tompkins did an us. article after us, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's amazing. But he did an article about how Russia used to pull out wide to then run inside, whereas Mo Salah doesn't even do that. You know that he's going to be darting in behind. Yeah. The second goal's, you know, exactly what Mo Salah's about, yeah. isn't it? You know, Coutinho outside of the boot, little through ball, and Mo Salah's there the wrong side of the goal from where he started yeah. to slot it again. It's weird, that's what Sturridge used to do. Sturridge, and that's that's what a bit of pace can do. That run that he makes is so intelligent, and the ball's perfect, don't get me wrong, but the, the run he bends it through right behind the two centre-backs, um, and then he's just he's just got, he seems like he's got acres of space in front of the goalkeeper. It was, it's, he's just, yeah. he's just like so You said good. before, though, that leading up to that, Firmino pulls Van Dijk out almost, doesn't he? But Salah must go, space. Yeah, I'm having that. Exactly. Well, that's it. To. Max Robertson says, "Yeah, Firmino's creating chances. He's the perfect striker for Klopp's tactics. It's kind of what we've been saying, isn't it?" And you know, a lot has been said about Virgil Van Dijk's involvement in the second goal. Now, I know mine and Tom's views slightly differ, but although I agree with Tom at the same time, um, you're very much Van Dijk's at fault for that. He shouldn't goal. be out there, in my opinion. I get why he's out there, but he shouldn't. He creates a space there at Mo Salah just goes bang, I'll eat that up all day, is my opinion. Yeah, so Firmino, I think, you know, Van Dyke's looking for a foul off Firmino, isn't he? Because he's coming back to the ball, Roberto Firmino. And it, like what you said a minute ago, most players don't even bother going for that, but he goes for it. He causes Van Dyke issues. Van Dyke's then moaning about the challenge that he thinks is a foul. Yeah. And then Firmino just drops in as Coutinho picks up the ball, and Van Dyke's got. got Question asked of him: Does he follow Roberto Firmino, or does he drop back in to solidify that back four? Now he follows Roberto Firmino. He actually gets caught a bit in no man's land because he's trying to sort of do a bit of both, which yeah. is the worst exactly. thing you can possibly do, isn't it? And then Mo Salah sees that space exactly right, runs into it. Now all over Twitter and stuff, everyone's going Van Dyke. That was terrible and all this. All we've been saying all season is Roberto Firmino drops into the ten, and you ask a question of the centre back. Does he go with him or does he not? Yeah. If he goes with him, you've got space for your striker. Can we give a little bit of credit to Roberto Firmino yeah, on that yeah. one? Because Van Dijk was in the wrong, yeah. but that's exactly what your centre-forward exactly. should be doing in Klopp's system. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'll tell you what, someone else I wanted to talk about. Oh, hang on, Sarah Smith says Van Dijk is overrated. Wow, this is something that's come out of this weekend as well, isn't it? Good, get his price down. Sorted. He's been doing it all season. He hasn't been great this, yeah. so far this season, but I don't think his, his, head's, his head's not there or his attitude's not there. He was fuming at the end, wasn't yeah. he? He was absolutely raging and that might have been the crunch that I had up putting on him, mm. but he wasn't happy. Lovren took him out. At, at yeah, he did. Yeah. He absolutely I did. Think, I think you want my place? Yeah. Well, I think he's just thinking, I could have been on the other side here. Yeah. I could have been winning 3-0. 
if if it weren't for one person's maybe two people's fuck up, and he's now he's not at the club, so I, he's probably gutted. And on that, Southampton overall were terrible. I thought oh, we were talking about before they were garbage. just they were just shocking, and I wasn't always just embarrassing them because we we were good, but some of the passing was just like we said this morning was just all over the place. Yeah. The, the, it, the ball just rolled out of play mm. four or five times. I know Emery Chan did it as well, but at that point, you don't care. It's standard Emery Chan. Exactly. Well, the one thing I wanted to bring up, the, the first and the third goal were from corners that yeah. broke down. And then we just kept the, we just kept it, uh, kept the pressure on, I should say. The first one, Firmino wins it back. And we're on the edge of the box doing things. And the second one, it goes back out. Hendo gets the ball, plays a nice ball out of the wing. Then that ball that Manny plays is just how does he get it through two players? But he does, and then we score off it. So it, it oh, the third goal, you mean? Yeah, the third goal. It's just, it's we're not giving up on players. We're not. It's just really good tenacity from that, the other that team. That Manny ball's mad because there's no player there when he plays the ball, exactly. and you, you know, you there's so much trust in the players. You can see how much work's being done behind the scenes for these guys to just know. We've all done it. You play a pass in five aside or something, and the man doesn't make the run that you're expecting, and you look like a tit, yeah. and you have to apologise to everyone. And you know internally that it's the guy's fault. He should have been making that run, like. Yeah. And 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 Firmino's obviously. I think it was Firmino's there, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Plays the shots and stuff, and Fraser Forster gets it away. Coutinho, the rest of the, say his history. That's another positive with Seller. Someone can misplace a pass, and it's made it look decent because you know you can just hit it anywhere, and he's getting it. That's what you don't exactly. have in our five aside, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you misplace a pass, and we're like gassed. <laughs> It's amazing. Like, um, okay, one one of the guy that I think's had a load of credit from the weekend that I think we should definitely talk about is Trent Alexander Arnold. Now, Ross, what are your thoughts on him on the day? Let us know yours in the comments section. We'll start reading some of them out as well. I thought it was brilliant for, for someone to have so much confidence at that age. Within the first five minutes, he turned someone inside out and then nutmegged them. Yeah. That was five minutes into the game, and that, I, I think it kind of set the, the tone for the fans because that got everyone up. Was it was a bit quiet first couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, he did make the odd the odd mistake where he lost possession, but every time he, he recovered and won the, won the ball back, he just kept things simple. He, he went forward, not every time, but just certain times he went forward and took took that gamble. But he, he was quite reserved, and for me, if there was space behind him, he's got he's got the pace to to get in a block or, or a tackle, and then he's just his confidence to he's not rushing to kick the ball away yeah. he's, just, he's composed and he'll find, sort of find a pass every time I look, I, look, I, mean, I look at the pass maps from 11 taking 11 on Twitter and stuff and now Trent is very much a lot deeper than Alberto Moreno it's, yeah. it's almost that third centre back as it were on the pass maps which we've seen before and stuff um, but what he is doing is he's not sitting as deep as Joe Gomez was, is he? I mean, yeah. he's picking his moments to get forward and, and moments when it's good for the team for him to go forwards as well because we saw him play a ball into, I think it was Roberto Firmino. We saw him be the furthest man forward, maybe one of the first shots of the game yeah. he has off. He seems to understand when he can go and when he shouldn't. Yeah, he does. I, I think he did get beat a few times. I, I'm not of the opinion that he had a fantastic game on the weekend. I... I really think that he got caught out quite a few times. And I know that's what wingers are meant to do. You're meant to beat your fullback. You're meant to take them on. And fullbacks are meant to get beaten by and large. Uh, and he recovered really well. But it's one of them where I think that's where you see just a, a bit of deficiencies in him. And that's not even a problem because he's a kid and he's going to get so much better. And the fact that he's, we have players around him, we'll bail him out. Need to bail him out. Can times. you see why Klopp's been playing Joe Gomez against the bigger teams in the league? Exactly. I think he's just... They're both composed on the ball, but you see Gomez and he just... 
they've both had a few tests this season and both of them have come out of it well, but I think Gomez is just, he's never let his head drop. He's never, the one the one against um, West Ham, where yeah, he, he might have been able to do a bit more with Lanzini and the head didn't drop. He's been fantastic since. And I think they've both just got the, the personality just to just to go. No, yeah. I'm good enough for okay. you. We'll get into some of the comments then. Sarah Smith's Trent and Moreno were both great. Um, Michael Nicosia, Trent making a solid shout for right back, which should free up Joe Gomez for centre back, but too soon for Klopp, I think. A shame, but Gaffer knows best. Yeah. Um, LFC Aaron says Trent's very good, getting better with every game. Prescott, who made some solid challenges. Uh, Hugh Mungus, hello. Uh, Trent played flawlessly and was fantastic. Um, Sarah Smith actually brings me on to another player. Um, thanks for the comments again. And it just says, oh, why is it all that? It's definitely just <laughs> thrown on there. Hendo was awesome. Don't get the hate. Is that something that you agree with, Tom? That's something I've agreed with since he's been a Liverpool player, really. It's, it, it's mad because everyone says he plays the sideways pass and the backwards pass, and he does, but... Sometimes that's how we need to play. If when there was a there was a moment as well where it's kind of the same thing where um, what's our goalkeeper called? Mignolet. So Mignolet has the ball and everyone in the ground screaming at him, give him the ball, let's go and attack. And it's like no, we don't need to at this point. We want to go forward as a team, especially our front four. We all want to be in and around to create them runs. There's no point in Hendo just blasting it up the field, he can do that. But sometimes you've got to play it sideways, bring the team up with you, and that's how we score our goals. I, I don't understand why sideways and backwards passing in football is a bad thing. I don't get you keep that. possession, you've got more chance of winning games. Exactly. For me, his role is, obviously, the defensive midfield is basically just to win possession back or win the ball back, then give it to someone who's creative. Or yeah. There are, are moments where, I think on Saturday, he could have played a long ball and he didn't, but he... Then he, he will do. He just needs to like Trent pick his moments of what is good for the team and what isn't yeah. good for the team. And if, if someone in the crowd says play a thirty yard ball and it's not on for him, <laughs> then why should he? Yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome. I don't want okay. to Evan Don Levy says not every pass can go forward. You need a guy who can control the game and sets the opposition by switching it, which I absolutely agree with. Uh, Shubs though disagrees and says Henderson is so inconsistent. It is mad that like you know we've got a Liverpool captain here who still very much splits the fan base, isn't it? Like uh, you know even at the match because sometimes you, you, when you go to the game, people have a different opinion of players, obviously, but quite often I think. Most of the people who go to the game have a certain opinion. Maybe people who watch it on the telly have a different opinion. But even at the match, you get probably a 50-50 split of people who like Jordan Anderson and people who don't like Jordan yeah. Anderson. I, I find it really baffling because I, I see the backwards passes, I see the sideways passes, but I see everything else that he does for the team yeah, as well. Exactly. It's, it's just like some people... I'm not saying I'm right or wrong on this, yeah. but... It's all, all that's ever mentioned is his sideways and backwards passes, but nobody ever mentions those whipped balls in that we score from or the time when he wins the ball back and we start an attack and score. It's like people are just looking exactly. at one part of his game yeah. and, and that's not just him. That's not 100% Jordan Henderson. The best part of his game is his tracking back. It's the fact that he always covers for... he Always on his mind is, how do I help my teammate here? And that's the best thing you can have in a, in a central midfield player. Is someone going, all right, he needs help over there, he needs help over there, I'm never going to stop running. And 
I think that's why Klopp really likes him. That's why he's captain. I think the only thing that will always hinder him is the fact that people still make comparisons because he's captain between him and Steven Gerrard or even Javi Alonso, who was previously in that role, who would spray yeah. passes left, right, and centre all game. But that's fair enough. I don't think he's got the quality of Javi Alonso or Steven Gerrard, but I don't I think, think he needs to for this team. No, but I think that's why people have beef with him because that's, yeah. that's what they want him to be, and that's their perception of a, a, a DM, maybe. And that's know. fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's a that's a valid opinion. It's mad. Isn't it? It, is, it is crazy. Okay, well, one other person I think we need to talk about a little bit more in depth before we round it up. So I want your opinions, of course. Let us know them in the comments section. Uh, so we'll wrap this up after the Virgil Van Dyke talk. But we've got the final word show. Uh, we've got John Machen coming in for it, and Ian Newby as well. So it's looks to be a really great show we're going to be recording that in about 10 minutes time um, so if you're not already a, a member at the redmentv.com do get over there it's £5 a month you get three 45 minute to an hour shows you get a podcast a video podcast as well and instant match reaction podcast loads of stuff happening on the website loads of stuff for your money there so if you've not already given us a chance do come over to the website loads of content on there we've got the Lucas interviews uh, both parts of that nearly nearly an hour and 15 minutes of chat with Lucas Lever that's all there and a back catalogue of 300 plus hours of content so do go and check it out um, Virgil van Dijk um, what did you make of his general performance Ross? Uh, I didn't really notice him to be fair I wasn't really I wasn't really looking out for him I wasn't I wasn't particularly bothered I mean I know it's like our job and stuff but he's just it gets too much the Virgil van Dijk stuff doesn't it and it's just like it was, I just wanted to go and, and watch what we were doing rather, rather than him yeah um, I thought he was okay. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't really put a foot wrong apart from that one. Yeah. And I think that's just that's just us being really, really good, like you said before. And, and look, I, he's a good player. I'd still want to see him at Liverpool because I think he's another. He's, he's a piece that we could use. Um, I don't think the team around him is very good, so you can't. If if we put him in our side, I think you'll see him playing miles better, better. And that's just. That's just because of the quality. Do you know one of the one of the things that I really liked about his performance, and I think it was in the build up to our second goal, actually, anyway, um, or maybe it was our first goal. There was a corner that comes in, and Virgil Van Dijk heads it clear to a man on the edge of their box. I think it's the first goal, isn't it? Do you remember what I mean? Uh, no, I don't. No, know I think it's the build. Mind. I think it's in the build up to the first goal, and he looks for where his man is, and it's from a corner, and he just heads it down to him, and I thought. Yeah. Oh, we could do with someone who can control a header yeah. and pass it to a man in the box from a, from or defending the goal, a corner. From the corner. It's yeah. mad. Like now, I think it was Tadic, and I think he's the guy who loses yeah. it to Firmino yeah, yeah. in, in the yeah. end. But that's Tadic messing around, and I just thought there's a little moment that I've seen there that I can go, all right. So he's not just. I thought to myself, Love and Clive and Matip probably had just had that out for a corner, yeah. and he's had he's had the thought process to go, I can add this, and we can keep the ball, and we can move on. Like nothing happens, but it's something that I thought was really cool anyway. Yeah. Uh, so uh, as the fella says, VVD and Gomez at centre back. Uh, Tanzen says Virgil Van Dijk had a good game. Um, Virgil Van Dijk had his chance to go for the I don't know how to say that guy's name the Ridge instead. Kevin the Dawson the Ridge is that how you say it? Apologies. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk won't be as good in our team because he will have less protection. Said Hyron Rob. But if he's better than what we've got, then that's sound, isn't it? I suppose. But Lovren had a good game as well, actually. To be fair, I don't think he's he's, he's not the answer still, and he's, I don't think he's worthy of staying. But I think he actually just going and kicking Virgil Van Dijk's boss. Yeah, mm. that that says to me there's someone who's fighting for his place, literally fighting <laughs> for his place. He was trying to injure Van Dijk so that yeah. we don't <laughs> sign him. Like that's boss, because yeah. at least yeah. that, I mean, don't injure Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. really do yeah. want him and stuff. But. Equally, it shows that he's got the fight, and you know what? I don't know who was lined up to start with Matip in this game, yeah. but regardless, that will have helped Lovren because we're oh, going to need him for it's the his next first game back since the 
the Spurs game. Exactly. So, so well, we're going to need him. And whether he was lined up to play or whether he's come in at last minute and 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 Klopp's picked him to play with Klavan doesn't really matter for me. He's had a good game there. Defoe, there was a really nice moment as well in the game. Southampton fans were giving him stick as they do. I really liked it, that song they have for him, which I can't say on this. But um, the when they were all booing him, there's the section of the crowd closest by yeah. by there would, Roden, would all cheer them. Yeah. And every time he got the ball, there were cheers. And at first I was like, what? what's going on? And then I realised they're just backing him up. And I think that'll do him a world of good as well with all the stick he's been getting to have people who are there next to him on the pitch giving him encouragement, his, his boss. He's a Liverpool player at the end of the day. I think there's someone on Field Road. They went and they were saying Lovren is blah, blah, blah. And they go, Dejan Lovren, he's wearing 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking shut up. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's all you need, isn't it? Well, there you go. And what else do you need? You need to go over and get your subscriptions to RedmainTV.com. The final word's coming up right now. Don't forget to drop a like on this video because Liverpool won 3-0. That's, that's just goals, isn't it? We score goals <laughs> at the moment and we're not conceding many. It's great. It's a good time to be a Liverpool fan. Glad the Premier League's back. Big game tomorrow. The Uncensored Match Build-Up Show will be out on YouTube later today. And I'll be doing the live starting 11 prediction or otherwise known as the live Chris predicts the team wrong show um, <laughs> so I'll catch you on uh, later on today uh, and enjoy your morning slash afternoon and thinking about Liverpool